Welcome back to It's a Vague World. Uh, it's me, Rob, with my buddy Jason here. Hello. Uh, hope you guys are doing good. We are doing well, I believe. Yeah, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. How, uh, how you been? Uh, things are good. I really can't complain. It's been hot. Hot, for sure. Yeah, it has been hot. I agree. And I hate the humidity, and I'm ready for fall. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, if there's one thing I love in life, for sure, it is a hoodie, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it is what it is, though. We're in the middle of summer, so we got a while to go. Yeah, true. True that. True that. But anyway, so what have you been doing lately, man? Um, I have been sorting stuff out in the garage. It goes from messy to neat and tidy and back and forth all the time. So I'm been trying to get it back into a form of neatness that doesn't sound fun to me at all uh well it makes my brain happy (laughs) so i've been grilling meats smoking meats it's been good it's been good summer's been good to me so far man i'll have to say other than the heat it's been a good one right on right on so uh check this out did you see the thing i posted in our personal discord about the uh, town Good Spring celebrating New Vegas. Yes. Dude, that looks badass. Anybody, I know you're not a Fallout fan. All right. Uh, I mean, I like it. I like it. Well, so I want to go. This town over there, it's like 25 miles from Vegas, right? It's, and it's Good yeah. Springs. Good Springs is actually in Fallout. All right. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's legit. They had a New Vegas celebration day where everybody met up in like Fallout gear, um, and Pit Boys and whatnot. Oh yeah, they had people with with Pit Boys. Pit Boy, boy, I guess. Yeah, it's a Pit Boy. Uh, But yeah, they had people dressed up in vault outfits. Some dude showed up in a full set of power armor. They play cards with bottle caps at the Pioneer Saloon. They had music. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty badass, and they're going to do it every year. Nuka-Colas were had, huh? <laughs> Nuka-Colas were had. Um, I guess they had, like, the uh, Pioneer Saloon all, like, decked out in, you know, Fallout-esque kind of stuff. Okay, okay. You know. Um, yeah, there's a couple of videos on it. Uh, if anybody is interested in fallout i suggest you check it out and maybe maybe i'll see you there next year yeah yeah man we could go and like scavenger attire and get our whole fallout swag on bro that would be super cool i am super down with that i would just be like a raid i'm just gonna dress up like a raider i'm just gonna go in and i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna pay for any drinks i'm just gonna take everybody's drinks because i'm a raider yep i like it I like it. That's yeah. sick. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I thought, you know, it's just a weird little snippet of news that rolled across my computer. Very thought maybe somebody would be interested in it. Other than that, uh, we've been getting down on some old school games. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Some teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. For sure. We uh, destroyed old Super Shredder, bud. Yes, we did. He was a He was kind of a chump, actually. Yeah, uh, I felt like the the 
Statue of Liberty with the big boxing gloves was more of a challenge. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, Battletoads, that one's got us stuck. Oh, yeah. That's a, a rowdy one. Uh, but after that, you know, we played some Cuphead. That I'm lasted terrible. for about five minutes. Yeah. Um, I just, I can't cope, apparently. <laughs> well, not everybody's meant to be a Cuphead, you know? No, I guess. I guess. Well, I guess yeah. you were a mug man. I was. Anyway, I was so what? Rug man. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? What What are we talking about today? What's going on? What's uh, What's What's vague in the world today? Well, so I saw something out in the world and made me think, man, we might ought to touch on this. And I, I basically, it's going to be about work ethic in the sorts. So, work ethic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So here's 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 my little was my little observation. Um, yeah, break so it down for me. Went to a it was like a chain wing restaurant here in town, and uh, just ordered some wings for the fam. You know what I mean? We it was hot wing night, so that's what we were doing. And so I take my order and I sit there, and there's like a bench right next to the front counter or whatever. And so there's this guy, and he's sitting there, and he's got like this sheet pan. It's probably got I don't know. It's like a maybe a 10 by 10 sheet pan of just like these brownies. Right. And he's got them all. They're all cut out into squares and he has these little like windowed little envelope things. He's sliding them into like, and you know what I mean? They're little packages with a little sticker and all that shit. So there's probably maybe, I don't know, a dozen or so of these brownies maybe in this pan. I don't know. But I'm sitting there, so from about the, it took about maybe 15, 20 minutes. They were moving really slow and busy. So it took me about 20 minutes to get my food. In the span of me sitting there and observing this fella, <laughs> he had accomplished maybe, I think, six to seven total brownies in 20 minutes. And I'm talking picking it up out of the pan, sliding it into the little envelope, folding it over twice and then putting a sticker on it to keep it folded and then putting it in a little basket next to him. Like it was it's hard out there for a brownie pimp, man. Dude, It was almost painful to watch this guy. He was moving like a sloth. Like it was just, I, I was blown away. <laughs> I just couldn't Dude, It was so crazy. I couldn't help, but um, just like, what, what are we, what's going on here? Uh, I mean, and there's probably a lot of factors, but like, you know, he, one he of was them being very marijuana, maybe. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it was a young fella, and it was, I mean, a bunch of, bunch of young folks in there, which is fine. <laughs> I've worked stoned as a youngster many times, so I get it. No big deal. But um, had to show know, up to just... work unexpectedly one day. But, oh man, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I'm just going to slide these brownies into these envelopes yeah. for about thirty minutes and and hope everything's okay. I mean, he was, I mean, I guess at least he was doing something, you know what I mean? The effort was being made, albeit small amounts, but. <laughs> so what did that, uh, what did that translate into work ethic for you? Oh, Obviously it's, it's important to you because you, you right. were talking yeah, about yeah. it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, work ethic something that you can't, it's not something that you can train, right? Like it's either, it comes from like mom and dad or like a, a big time role model or what you know what I mean like I didn't get any of my work ethic from either of my parents you know what I mean because I didn't grow up with them you know what I mean so like I, right. I generated my own work ethic from what I felt like would net me the best 
results at the time. And my work ethic was garbage as a young dude, like garbage, buddy. Really? Oh yeah. It. I was. I didn't have. Uh, I would say an A, A plus work ethic until I was. I don't know. Probably maybe twenty one, twenty two. Like I was just, I, I mean, and that was at the, at the only the beginning of me going, ah, I need to start taking this shit pretty serious, you know, <laughs> yeah. or at least somewhat serious. Um, yeah, I, my work ethic was pretty good from a young age, but uh, a lot of factors went into that. You know what I mean? Like I, I was paying my own rent when I was seventeen. So yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, things were a little bit different for me, I think. Like, I had to. I had no choice. It's not that I wanted to, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the best the best employee I can be. No, I had bills to pay, man. I had you to. You were just grinding. I was just grinding, and they were yeah. stupid, you know, teenage jobs, Pizza Hut, McDonald's, that kind of stuff. Right. But it paid our, it, it paid our bills. Right, right, right. Uh, so what would you say you you know you'd say your work ethics a plus top notch now like what uh what do you think what is the rob opinion about work ethic what do you think makes good work ethic and bad work ethic well i think one of the most one of the most in my opinion important things about somebody with real work ethic or who makes effort to try to make have good work ethic is like you you have to be willing to make sacrifices like you can't you can't be like a wholly selfish person and, and have pretty good work ethic i feel like because to have good work ethic is is to like make sacrifices and and to do the little things that are necessary like you know what i mean for me for example i sacrifice my personal comfort all the time just you know for me, I don't know. That's part part of my work ethic is just like my personal comfort is way low on the totem pole um, in in the hierarchy of, you know, get, if, if, can I get this done quickly or is this going to be uncomfortable for me? Like, I, I don't really care about me. I'm, let's just get this done. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be able to make some sacrifices if you want to build a really sound, strong work ethic, especially if you're like have hardcore aspirations and goals and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose. I don't really have any hardcore aspirations and goals, I don't think. My my big aspirations and goals are, is my family fed? Do we have somewhere to live? How are our vehicles running? And if I got to work my ass off or put myself through hell to make sure that that's happening, then that's what I do. Now, I know I'm never going to be a rich man. I know I'm never going to, you know, I'm I'm never going to own a yacht. I'm probably never even going to own like a super sweet sports car, but <laughs> what I do have is uh important to me. So if I got to go out and work in uh you know, 105, 110 uh degree temperatures and climb a bunch of poles that are covered in poison ivy that suck and deal with people, I am willing to do that. I feel you. I feel you. That's what I'm saying like I feel like not all work ethic is the same. It's like a fingerprint. Everybody's like people with good work ethic, their work ethic is unique to them, obviously. But I, I feel like, like, I don't know. So I guess a, with work ethic, I mean, what, uh, what do you do to make, uh, you know, cause it, work ethic is good and it's important, but I feel like if you are just genuinely bad at your job, like maybe that's not the job for you. 
maybe it's not your work ethic. Maybe you just can't cope with the responsibilities that you have. Agreed. Agreed. Um, like maybe, maybe you're not cut out to be a brain surgeon if you can't uh, show up to work without being right. hung over. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right, 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 right. No, I, I wouldn't want a... you operating on me. <laughs> no. Um, so I guess, yeah, like, I mean... what do you do to keep your work ethic top-notch? Like, what is some stuff that you do with your job that helps you stay on top of your game? Um, so I hate the feeling of being like let down or, or being dis or my expectations or being not met or being let down. I hate, I hate that feeling like, man, I thought that that didn't work out like I thought it would or man. So like I am, I try very hard not to do that myself. Like I feel I'm pretty hard on myself about like disappointment and letting people down. So for me, I don't know, it's probably not super healthy, but, but yeah, just, you got some I unhealthy just, mental habits for work. Uh, probably, probably, but I don't know. It's a little peek behind the curtain of old Rob here today. Well, I guess. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But well, besides the mental aspect of like, man, I really hate to disappoint people. Like what, like, Physically, what are some stuff you do? I mean, I know what you do for a living. I don't know if, if we're going to say that openly on, on the podcast, but I know what you do. So I guarantee that you probably have a super organized workspace. Very, uh, very. I'm willing to bet that if I was to go into your workspace and move a tool somewhere else, you would immediately know when you returned. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff I'm asking about. Like, what do you do physically to prepare for oh. your day? Make sure you're going to, you know, have a smooth day. Make sure things are going to go the way you want. Uh, what kind of, what happens if, uh, if, if something during the day doesn't go smoothly? Does it throw any, does it throw any like, uh, you know. That's a really good question. Tax in your road or, or do you just uh, kind of overcome it and if you do overcome it how do you overcome it like i I need details man like i know you stress out about shit so <laughs> the the mental you know aspect, we will, sir. Know. <laughs> all right so okay i can answer this question way more concisely so for me i have uh systems and processes in place for um like a i organize my my workspace so that my work flows through it efficiently like like, think of it like if you're playing Candyland. You start with your piece at one end, and you roll your dice until you get that your piece to the to the other end of the game, right? And all the stuff that happens in between, whatever you just so all the stuff that happens in between for me, I have I have made a neat and tidy little pathway from start to finish. That is, there's not a whole lot of unnecessary moving around or having to go and grab this from there or or oh man i need this but it's way over there like everything is is made to flow once i start my process it's made to flow completely until i'm at the end of my process at the end of my work day and i'm you know what i mean so everything's in a specific place for that reason and i'll like you said i'll know if it's out of place because i'm also quite obsessive compulsive about that type of stuff i just it makes my brain really 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 chill when everything's neat and tidy for some reason so agreed um, but also so like uh, when you said if i get interrupted like so if i'm in the middle of my workflow 
And, and it happens often, often that I'm interrupted in the middle of my workflow via phone call, email, you know, customer yeah. saying, Hey, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I have little, little processes that I have come up with that wherever I'm at in the process of doing my job, no matter what step in that process, if something happens, I have, whether it's a tool that I, that I'll lay in a certain position or on top of a certain thing, or I'll, whatever it is, I'll have little visual cues for myself that I've built in that I know, oh, this is where I was at in that process. And I don't even have to think about it. So I don't even have to remember where I was at. All I have to remember is to, you know, situate this thing like this or move that tool right here. And I can just walk away from my workspace. And when I walk back, I just look at my workspace and go, oh, that's, yep, that's where I was at. I know, I know what I need to do. And I can just, there's no, there's no gap. So I can go and completely walk away and give all my attention to the fire that I need to put out right then and not have to worry about where, what was I doing? Where was I at? Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it can be as simple as know. like, before you walk away, like take it like a, like I keep post-its in a pen. Well, keep, that's another thing about work ethic. Keep something to write with and write on all the time. It's super handy. So all you can take, the like, time. Paper and like when I first started implementing this stuff, I would literally take post-its and write da 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 da, and then I would sit it on top of my workspace and I would walk away until I figured out my uh, my shorthand method for me. Like if you looked at my workspace, you'd be like, "Oh, he's just got tools laying there and shit." But for me, I could walk in and say, "Oh, this part of of this my work here was at this process, and I was doing this and this, and this was the next thing I was supposed to be doing because." I just laid my tools down in a certain place or I put a certain thing somewhere. You know what I mean? For me, it's visual cues instead of post-it notes now is all. Yeah, for sure. I do some similar things. Uh, my job is a little bit different than yours. So I'm not in like one place working at this on this one thing. I'm kind of running all over, but right. I do, I do leave similar, similar things, uh, visual cues that remind me, Hey, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. You still need to do this. Uh, you know, so I, I get that the visual cue thing. Um, I also keep things, uh, ready to write information down. I keep, keep a little notebook in my work truck. Yeah. So if I get phone calls, I don't, you know, I'm like, Hey, let me call you back here in 30 minutes. Right. I don't forget them. Um, exactly. and that, that definitely helps, uh, with, with completion of tasks, I guess, to complete the job. That way you're not leaving things half-ass done. Right. Right. Exactly. Like always be ready. Just be ready. And it's hard to like tell a motherfucker just to, you just got to be ready. Like, what does that mean? Like, well, I, here are some examples for what I would say to the layman to be ready. Whatever your job is, whatever it is that you're going to do, whatever, whatever it is, what are the things you're going to be doing? Like if you need tennis shoes or gym shoes, cause you're going to be running or walking around, like make sure you got some good shoes on. Like if you need steel toes, you know, I mean, what, make sure you got comfortable shit or make sure you got something to write with and write on, you know, uh, have a watch or have something so you can tell the time. So if you've got to be somewhere, you know what I mean? Just that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Start yeah, from there sure. and then build out to tailor whatever it is you're doing or working, you know? Yeah. Be ready for the environment that you're about to work in. If yeah, you're not sure yeah. what the environment's going to be or the environment's going to change during the day, be ready for that. Have everything you need. 
you know? Like, uh, I work outside nonstop all year right. round. So once it gets to where it's, you know, fall and it's 40 degrees in the morning, yeah, I'm going to be ready for that. But then, you know, five hours later, it might be 60. So I'm going to be ready for that. It might rain. I'm going to be ready for that. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I like a lot of it, too, is like, for me, my work ethic, it's not like I just one day decided, you know, man, I'm just going to start working real hard. And You know what I mean? Like, for me, it was like small little epiphanies throughout my working career. Like, I would see somebody busting their ass and like the same guy getting employee of the month or, or this or that or getting them everybody going like dude you old dude buddy over there everybody he's just got the reputation for he he either busts his ass he's just a hard worker you know what i mean everybody knows he's that guy gets it done and like i That's would your see, brand right and i would see people like that and i'm like damn man i i want to be like I, I like that everybody talks about everybody knows that like, feels like that person can be relied upon and i i like the feeling of somebody going feeling like they can rely on me completely and not have to worry about it you know, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You don't want your you don't want the people you work for or your customers, depending on what kind of job you have. You don't want them to worry about you. Like, is this guy? Can I trust him with, you know, the job that we're giving him and right. uh, customers, you know, depending on what you do. Some if, if you work in customers homes, they don't want to have to like, man, do I have to watch this guy? Because he doesn't mm -hmm. seem like he knows what he's doing. Exactly. I have customers. I will show up to a customer's house to work on whatever, if they're having a problem or an install. And typically, I mean, you have the customers who will just watch you because they want to know what you're doing. Um, but most of the time, customers disappear on me because within the first 15 minutes, they know that I know what I'm talking about and they will just disappear. There's times where I have to go and find the customer because they're just off doing their own thing, which I like yeah. because they don't, it, it tells me that they don't feel like they have to worry about me. Exactly. My exactly. employers, my employers are the same way. Mm -hmm. I, if I need something, I call somebody, but for the most part, they leave me to do my work because they know that I'm out there doing my job the best that I can. And they don't have to, they don't have to stress out about it. You know what I mean? Which I also, I, I like that. I don't want them to have to worry about it. You put me in, you know, a work truck and tell me this is my job to do and you train me for this job. I paid attention. I do what I can to the best of my ability. I try to make sure the customers are taken care of and they leave me alone. I don't have to worry about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I feel the same way, dude. I like I like the feeling of reliability. And like I was saying before, like those little those little moments when you see folks like that, you see you meet everybody, everybody that has a job or has worked a job or has worked in any kind of we have to work along with this person or that person environment like everybody knows the the person that is the go-getter or the person that is reliable or man that dude's always here on time or whatever the case everybody knows who it is everybody there's a, there's there's one out there at everybody's job or whatever you know yeah you know, for sure especially if you work somewhere for a prolonged period of time and people get to know everybody uh you know at, at at my job, they talk about your brand a lot. That's your work ethic. That's right. your, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. How how do you handle your, yourself around mm -hmm. certain situations? Can you be professional 
-hmm. you know, um, even under immense stress. <laughs> exactly. You know, can you keep your composure under hard certain circumstances? Um, and if you, if you can, and you have good work ethic, you're going to be their guy. You know, if they need something specifically done because something along the way hasn't gone right, they're going to call you and say, Hey, can you help me out with this? And if, if, if you can, they're going to, it just prolongs your, it, it prolongs your positive brand even further. You know, it, it, it elevates you among your peers because they know that they can count on you. Right. Yeah. I, I, so I started doing things to emulate those individuals that I saw throughout my working career. I would do little things that like how they were obvious to me at first, like this guy, he's here early as hell. He just stands around smoking cigarettes before we clock in. Like what? I just don't understand. Like, well, and then you, then you reel and it starts to click, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you pick up these little things. And then the next thing, you know, for me, it was like, once I started adopting those little tiny idiosyncrasies, I started noticing, you know, it's like once you start to work hard and, you know, it's like these other little dominoes fall like everybody. And then when one person at one time just mentioned to me, man, you've been really getting it lately. And like I'd nobody ever really told me that before. And I was like, oh, shit, like somebody I didn't even really think I'm being noticed. That. Right. And then so for me, I was like, oh, OK. And the biggest revelation for work ethic for me, like the biggest one out of everything else I've ever learned about work ethic is that it's and it, it might sound kind of a lazy way to think about it, I guess. But like you don't have to like if you were talking about working hard to get where you want in life, like you don't even have to outwork everybody. You like I started noticing a big difference in my success when I just started outworking some of the people. Once I, I it just you there are so many people that just have terrible work ethic or that don't really try that hard or just there for the paycheck or or whatever it is, whatever it Definitely. is that all you got to do just work a little harder than the folks around you. It's not like you like and, and you know, cuz I worked plenty of jobs I hated and it was like, you know, what am I really doing? But it was like well, all I got to do is better than these other people that hate this same job and I'm going to be all right. Uh, you know, that was my, that was my outlook on it. You know, I mean, you're so, not wrong. So it's like, for me, it you don't have to like be a, the best. You just can't be the worst. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't strive to be the best. I'm right. I'm being realistic. As long exactly. as you're not within the, the, the bottom 50% of, mm -hmm. of your coworkers, you're right. probably going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, not everybody's meant to be the CEO, man. But I definitely would not want to be a CEO. No, no, no. The thing about CEOs, they you know, was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm good. the thing about being in leadership on jobs is everybody wants to be in leadership, you know, when they don't know what it's like to be in leadership. I've been in leadership, right. and leadership is always on the clock. If they're at home having dinner with their family, and everybody has went home but two guys. And they get a call, they're taking that call. Or a good leader will. Yeah. That comes down to their work ethic. You know, some some leaders would just ignore it. But to be a good leader, you have to be available all the time and handle business. Agreed. Yeah. I if mean you can't that's... if you can't have that kind of attitude with your normal job, why would you have that with a leadership job? Right. Yeah, man. It's uh there's a lot of there's it's like an onion, man. There's a bunch of layers, but basically for me it's just like Maybe you could put the brownies in a little faster next time, bud. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, brownie guy, whoever you are. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I get it. Maybe you shouldn't have, maybe you shouldn't have uh, done whatever it was that you did to make you move that slow. You're putting brownies in a bag. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think if you want to take away a couple of, like, powerful snippets about work ethic, in my opinion, for me, it's like punctuality. If, like, if you can be on time consistently, bruh, employers l- notice that. I'm telling you. Every one of them. The ones that, the ones that give a shit. You know what I mean? Or care about. I mean, since, I mean, they notice it. It's a big deal. You know, even in customer service, punctuality. If you're where you're supposed to be or where you're going to be when you say you're going to be, like all the time, oh my goodness. That gets you places. I mean, it is, the early bird always gets the worm. It is, I have been randomly lucky in life many, many different times. I have so many stories about it, random things. Just being somewhere early and just getting, having an advantage over people that weren't there early. It's just, uh. It's part of that sacrifice stuff. But yeah, punctuality is a big one, man. Punctuality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, punctuality I could see being... I mean, nobody wants to have somebody work for them that's always late. Right. I can't think of... I've been at my current job for mm, going on two and a half... A little over two and a half years. I've never been late to that job. Never. Not once. Yeah. I've always been on time. Or actually, I'm always early. Anywhere that I have to be, I'm there. If my phone rings, I answer. That's I, I'm accessible. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, if I'm on the clock and my phone rings, I, you're you're catching me on the first ring. I mean, if that's you know what I mean, that's just how it is. Like I am, I am completely available. You know, and if I can make it happen, let's go. Um, right. If you uh, if if you can't have that kind of thought process on your work ethic though with a job. Like, if you're there just for a paycheck and you hate your job, it's time for a change, man. Um, Yeah. There's no way that you can have the work ethic that is going to get you anywhere or, you know, like I said earlier, elevate you among your peers if you hate your job. If you hate your job, you need to find something that you don't hate. Now, you might not like any job. You might be one of those people that say, hey, I don't want to work. I wish I could just stay home and play video games all day. Hey, but I do too. But... I've got responsibilities, and those responsibilities are more important to me than playing right. some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Well, for me, like, even, like, you know, even past the responsibilities, like, for me, there are times, and you hear me say it, I there are times that I despise my job. I mean, I despise yeah. it, and I want to just walk away from it sometimes. But, like, for me, there are some certain aspects at my job that like the physical that the part that I do with my hands, you know, I am there's no one better. I, I there there's no one better. I mean there might be people that are on the same level, but the detail at which, you know, that's that's where I at the end of the day, man, you know, love it or hate it, you gotta find something, even if it's a small thing, even if it's like, man, I can put all the straws in this container so neat and tidy. Nobody else at this 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 restaurant can do it like I can. Just whatever it is, I can stack the boxes. I don't give a damn. If there's one thing, just find yeah. the one thing that you're like, bro, there's nobody here that can do this like I can. I mean, that's that's your motivator. Yeah, find your niche. Nobody can punch these tickets like I can. Whatever, man. Yeah, I don't care what the job is, man. So, I mean, you know, I was watching a uh, a TikTok the other day, and this uh, lady kept coming in to her um, 
it was, I guess it was an apartment building, but it was like an in, in the city, like high rise apartment building where they have like doorman standing there. Right. Right. Uh, and she said something to him about, he's always giving her advice. And she said something along the lines of, you should market this advice that you're giving me. You wouldn't have to be a doorman anymore. And that guy looked at her and he was like, but I love being a doorman. Why would I not want? And she was just like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. My point is any job, somebody's out there that wants to do that job. Right. Yeah. You know, so that guy, he loves being a doorman because he gets to meet interesting people. He gets to have, you know, little, little short, like relationship conversations with them. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, whatever he likes about that job, he, that's what he likes to do. Me, I like doing what I do because I get to work outside. I don't have people breathing down my neck all day long. I'm out on my own. I'm, you know, I get to meet all kinds of people, some good, some bad, but hey, you know, you got to take whatever. Folks, it's different. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, um, but to that point, if, if you want to, if, if you love working at McDonald's and that's what you love to do, then, that's what you should do, you know? Yeah. If you hate working at McDonald's, try a factory. If you hate working at a factory, go to school and learn something else. If you hate going to school, there, there's the, the opportunities uh, are endless these days on what kind of jobs you can have. If you want to work outside and mow grass, go work at a lawn care place, you know? You Don't just feel like, oh, well. Selfie pics, bro. I mean, whatever. Right. Whatever, dude. <laughs> There's all kinds of kinds, my boy. There's all kinds of kinds. So, guess what just happened, Rob? What, dude? So, you know we had to pause the, the podcast, uh, and yeah. I had to go because I got a call from my kid. So, we were talking about work ethic, um, and I get I get a call from my, my oldest kid. He's 16. He just yeah. just started a job a week ago, his first job ever. He's working at a little fast food place, and he calls me. And says, I just cut my finger. It's bleeding pretty bad. They need you to come up here. I'm like, sure. oh, okay. Well, <laughs> how bad is it? You know, he said, it's, it's bleeding pretty bad. But he, he doesn't know, you know, he just knows he <laughs> cut himself. So I, you know, of course, I told you, hey, we're going to have to pause this for just a, a little bit. I have this situation. I have to go. I went up there and he comes out. He's got a rag wrapped around his finger, right? Right, right. This rag is covered in blood, man. I'm like, what in the hell? So I'm like, let me see it. This kid took about, uh, I would say like a pinky nail size of skin is just kind of flapping there off of his finger. Oh, bud. I'm like, man, you know, I don't think they're going to stitch that back up. So, you know, uh, I was like, well, he said, I just want I just need to patch it up. This kid surprised the hell out of me. He was like, I just need to, I just want to patch it up. I want to go back to work. I was just like, okay. Fix me, dad. You know, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fix me up so I can put me back in that, that ring. Okay. So we went down to the Dollar General. If you haven't been to Dollar General, you are a lucky person. I hate going there. But we go down there. I get some peroxide, some neosporin, some gauze, some tape. We, I go out to the car. Get his hand cleaned up, bandage it up, looking like a pretty professional job. I would say so myself. Okay. Maybe I should have been a an EMT. Don't know, but got him all patched up. Still time. Yeah, there there is still time. Took him back to work. I was like, "You sure you want to go back to work?" 
you know, and he was just like, yeah. I said, okay. I went in. His manager came back and talked to me and said, hey, I just want to make sure you're you're okay with with him working. I didn't, you know, the lawsuits. And I looked at her and I said, you ain't got to worry about that with me. Teach that boy how to work. She said, okay. And off he went. So then I'm on my way home. I call my wife to let her know because, you know, it's her child too, right? Yeah. I tell her what happened. And she said, well, where is he? I said, he's at work. What? Like, why didn't you take him to the doctor? And I was just like, why would I do that? They're not going to do anything that I didn't do. They're not going to sew a piece of skin that's probably going to end up falling off back on. Right. You know? So why would, I, why would I do that? He's at work. She's mad that I did this. And oh, I said, no. listen. Oh, yeah, she's mad, dude. That's, you know, it's her, her child. But That's I said, my baby. I, yeah, yeah. So I said, listen. I said, when you worked at a restaurant and you cut your finger, what did you do? She got real quiet and says, <laughs> I, I, I bandaged it up. And I said, and then what did you do? I went back to work. All right. So shut the hell up and let the boy grow up. <laughs> you know? That's teaching him work ethic. Yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, we were talking about work ethic, and this is not staged at all. This is That's real life dope, happening actually. moment to moment. It Comes is kind at of, you fast. It sucks <laughs> that my kid cut his finger. I'm not going to yeah, lie. But yeah, but it yeah. is kind of interesting that it fell fell into the, the plate like that. So if things are a little off topic right now compared to what we were talking about in mid-conversation, that's the explanation. Yep. Sorry. Hopefully it's not a normal thing. Well, but, I mean, uh, yeah. it's organic. It definitely it's a is organic. world, man. You can script it all you want to, but sometimes the old the old vagueness of life just comes at you. <laughs> definitely. It it definitely happens. So, yeah, so we were talking about work ethic. Hopefully uh, our listeners got some really good points, you know. Um, maybe some – do you have any – let's end with – that conversation let's end that conversation with this do you have any just straight blunt to the point tips that you would give somebody who is looking to looking to elevate themselves in their in their field of work uh do the things that work that make you reliable punctuality uh your morning routine whatever it is uh whatever whatever you have to do to be reliable reliability if if you they they can't count on you to work if you're not at work when you're supposed to be so that's like work ethic, work ethic tenant number one in my opinion is punctuality just Absolutely. be be where it will be there when you're supposed to be there be early like you don't have to be 15 i'm 15 minutes early at everywhere across the board you ain't got to do that five minutes five minutes is a, a, a great start if you're five minutes early for everything Lovely things will happen. Promise. All right, that's, yeah, a, great that's a good one. Yeah, I would say organize your workspace in a way that is most efficient for you. So for me, yeah. I carry a tool bag around everywhere I go most of the time, and I don't even have to look at that tool bag. I can be looking at what I'm working on. My tool bag is it's kind of like a it's kind of like a purse, but with tools in it. You know, if you don't know what a purse is, it's a man purse. I'm not ashamed, but It'll be hanging over my hip, kind of, you know, like behind me. Okay, we'll call it a satchel, whatever. I don't even have to look at that thing. I can be working on what I'm wanting to work on. I've got 50 tools in this bag, and I can reach back, grab the exact one I want, do what I got to do, and without looking, put it back in the exact spot. 
that's how long I've been working out of that same tool tote with everything in the exact way. If you have yeah. to constantly look for your tools, you're not efficient. Damn it, where did I sit that thing in? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I right. could be blindfolded in, in, in my workspace right now. And I mean, I, you, I'm like you, I don't, I don't even look up half the time. I just reach over and grab the thing that I need and it's where it's supposed to be. And then I put it back where it belongs when I'm not using it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would say, you know, be trustworthy, man. Yeah. Your job wants to trust you. They don't want to have to watch yeah. you like a hawk. They don't want to have to get onto you all the time. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, then, and, and it's widely known that, that that's part of your brand, you're not going to have too many problems, man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so what else you got? What other tips? Anything? When you start, uh, if, if you develop a work ethic, or if you're in at the, wherever you're at in your work ethic journey, we'll say, when you, like, stand up for what you're worth like because i any person who is on a work ethic journey is bringing worth to their employer anybody i mean i could be a shoemaker or a lawnmower blade sharpener you know what i mean but for me i'm gonna i'm gonna be good at either one because i'm bringing value to that position as my with my brand as you would say right so like bring that energy Bring that energy to your stuff, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I think those are the, some pretty big key takeaways for work ethic. Um, be nice. Not, be nice. Yeah, try be to be nice. Be likable and be nice. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be Mary Poppins nice all the time, but at least be nice on a professional level. Try to be the person somebody wants to work with. Be the person that you be like, man, I like working with that guy. Be that. Be that. <laughs> If people like working with you, more people are going to want to work with you. Good things right. happen when people want to work with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it might be people who know more than you. Yeah. And they can teach you things that will make your job even easier, which then again elevates you because you know tips and tricks that other folks may not know because nobody's talking to them because they suck. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that that's a pretty informative little little uh wrap of uh work ethic and how to keep yourself motivated organized and and excel in your job absolutely you got anything else you want to add to that always work out your two weeks <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you talking like an exit strategy well i'm just saying don't burn bridges don't burn bridges bro yeah, I've definitely, th there have been some bridges in my life that I'm, I'm not going to lie. I may have put a crate of dynamite right in the middle of that bridge and hit go. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> but there are way more places or people that I have worked for that would be happy to have me come back, you know, given the opportunity. So I don't feel bad about it. Most of those bridges that I burned were young. Yeah. And uh, also, like, hard work isn't always just, like, the physical stuff it's not it's like it's like the mental game too it's like you know like a lot of people will say like a blue collar folk will be like man i've been busting my ass all day out in the hot sun and, and then, then like he gets home and his wife's like man it's been a long day and he's like well you were in the ac working in the office all day what are you talking about like what's it's it's different but it's the same you know what i mean you know i'm not gonna lie rob i'm not gonna lie i may be guilty of that uh I'm, i might too, be bro? Me too. I might. It's really hard when you when you have a physical demanding job in the heat or elements or cold, you know, whatever. 
it is really hard to come home after that and try to give somebody else credit when they're working in not so hostile environments. Yeah. Their yeah. job might be super stressful and you're, you know, it's, it's hard to have the mindset of like, yeah, I am physically exhausted and on the verge of heat stroke right now, but I understand your feelings and your mental wellness might need to relax. Yeah. I don't know. It's for, for me, but you like, should do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, I mean, I'm still, I guess I still have technically a somewhat blue collar job, but like, you know, I went from being like a, a welder fabricator to what I do now, you know, and um, like it's, it's for me, it's like on both ends of the spectrum because now I'm way less physically tired. Well, that's not really a factor. Like I don't get physically tired from my work now. It's like it is a mental game, like more. Bro, like, you are constantly returning calls, returning emails, having email conversations, put, right. putting, putting our game time on hold because you're, you're dealing some work shit. I mean, <laughs> I can get it. I get it, you yeah. know. Um, as it's to where me, like I get a work call once in a while, but most of the time my, my work ends, you know, for the most part when I get off. Yeah. But yeah, right. it's, yeah. Well, cool. I think, uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed that conversation. We may have yeah. rambled a little bit, but that's okay. We're not going scripted here. This is all unscripted. Yeah, it's, it's a vague world folks. And that is what yeah. we are all here for. We're all learning and trying to figure out this big old round marble in the universe we're all trying to figure it out together. That's all. Yeah. So, so uh, you, you know, you know what I got planned for our next show? We got. I want to talk about something super exciting to me that I think about all the Ooh. time. And oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely a vague topic because you're not going to find a whole lot of solid information out there that oh, is released like officially, but you find a lot of unofficial opinions and stories and um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i really am looking forward to it and it's going to be about area 51 sir oh nice nice there are dude there are some things i want to talk about with area 51 and there are some things that need to be publicly shared that have you know happened but are they true who knows the government will never say I think we should definitely speculate about it. <laughs> Speculation is my middle name. I like it. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Join us next week for Area 51. And Rob, I will see you later. All right, Jason. I will see you on the next one, my friend. Adios.